Welcome to the Scott Townsend Show, brought to you by Dietzo Man Productions. Uh, but maybe he's calling you to do something that only he wants you to be able to see right now. And it may not make sense to other people because they don't have the uh, the vision that he's given you. And, and that's okay. But I think the thing to remember is you're never alone when you're going through that. Uh, and maybe when you do feel alone, that's when you need to press into God even more and pray more and read more of his word because, you know, you need answers that nobody in this world could give you. No no book can give you. Um, and, and again, it's just being pressed into what he, what he has for you compared to what others want for you. Hey, this is Scott Townsend. Welcome back to the Scott Townsend Show. And today I've got with me once again, Matt Clark from City Church and from the M5, Matt's Monday morning men's meeting. Matt is the uh, study group leader for that group at uh, meets at Outpost every Monday morning at seven. Uh, what's going on, Matt? Not much. Just dealing with the cold weather, and then the it hot is cold, weather, and then the cold weather again. And then it'll be hot tomorrow. And yeah, why not? <laughs> it's so, so I'm so tired of the weather. Spanish, uh, what was a Spanish weatherman says, you know, cold today and hot tamale. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, I was, you know, you ever get hit in the stomach? Yep. I'm not talking stomach. I'm talking about like right between the rib cage and your stomach, right in that diaphragm area. Yeah. Like where you feel like you're going to die right in that split second. So I was opening up a Weight Watchers TV dinner thing for lunch today. And this one, it was harder to open than usual. You, know, you just stick my finger there and pull down to open it up. Well, this one, I mean, it was it was really tough. And so I'm I'm pulling on it and it finally gave away. But when it did, my hand, I hit myself right there in the diaphragm. <laughs> Man, it almost brought me to my knees. I was like, I'm glad no one saw that because that was really stupid. I have a similar story I can't share, but uh, I know I know how you feel. I was I'll just put it this way: I was throwing a ball on a string. <laughs> uh, oh, man, so uh, Rick did a good job last week. Uh, yeah. He had Rick lead the group last week, um, yeah. and so we had him on the show. Um, they did a good job. Yeah, Rick's definitely got got it. I mean, he's he's my go-to guy if I'm going to be out of town like I was. So uh, I thought he did a really good job. I just watched it this morning. Yeah. So, so once again, we're talking about uh, Matt's got us reading this book, Crazy Love by Francis Chan. And uh, so we talked about Chapter 5 this Monday, which is uh, uh, feeding, serving, serving leftovers to a holy God. And uh, man, I'm telling you, I said it last week and I'll say it this week. This book's really kicking my butt, man. This is, I'm not, I'm not, 
I'm not feeling the love here. It's crazy love, but I'm not feeling the love. Yeah. <clears throat> I guess that's, I don't know. I think it's good to get challenged kind of in your walk with God. I know it's challenging me because um, most of us think, you know, I just go to church. That's good enough. Um, but there's a line in the book and I, I kept it for this. It says, Jesus is, Jesus is called to commitment is clear. He wants all or nothing. Um, and yet we're just, we're just content with, well, I went to church, you know, I prayed over our food. Um, is that really all, is that really all you got? And so that's been challenging for me as well, because I think anytime you, you decide I'm going to go all in and I'm going to read my Bible, I'm going to pray. I'm going to, I'm going to get excited about what God's trying to do. That's when (laughs) I don't know what it is, but that's when you don't want to do it the most. (laughs) Right. So when people, I mean, okay. So he going to church and praying over your food's not enough. But, you know, you see a lot of people, myself included, who do just that. And, you know, you're just, you're going through your day, man. And, and that's not, so you're saying that's not good enough. No. I mean, and the Great. thing is, well, the thing is, don't right, pastors really are not excluded. You. Yeah. Pastors are not excluded from this, you know, being a youth pastor. I mean, if I'm not if I'm not spiritually ready to lead, I'm not going to be effective, you know? And, you know, the more you read this book, especially when you dive into this chapter, I mean, what does all in look like? What is it? Yeah. What does that look like? I'm learning, man. (laughs) If any, if anybody walks away from this podcast with anything, it's just like, man, uh, they didn't know much. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I mean, it's a daily thing. It's, it's not, you're not going to, you're not going to one day be like, oh, okay, I got it now. Uh, life will get easier from here. No, it's, it's a constant challenge and it's a constant um, progression of growing closer to closer and closer to God. Uh, but I think uh, as we both know, and as some of you who are listening know, uh, it's not always easy. It's not always um fun. It's not always exciting. Sometimes you got to dig down and just, you know, not, I don't want to say ignore your emotions because I believe your emotions, you know, are from God too, but ignoring the way you're feeling, maybe, you know, I just don't really feel like praying. Uh, I don't really feel like going to church. I don't really feel like going to a group on Monday or, you know, the things that are going to help you grow, the things that are going to help make you a better follower of Christ. Almost sounds like uh, a works mentality. You think so? Kind of seems like it. It's not just works. I mean, it says actually faith without works is dead. It doesn't just say do works. Trusting and, well, in God, which yeah, is faith. But the, book, the book says, the book talks about... Uh, <sighs> um, this is kind of scary to me to put it plainly churchgoers who are lukewarm are not Christians. <clears throat> hey man, I've been lukewarm before. I'm probably lukewarm right now. If we want to just get right down to it. So does that mean I'm not a Christian anymore? How can, how can, how come he can, how, 
Where does he get off saying something like that? I think what he's saying is you can't profess to be a a full Christian or, you know, I'm a follower of Christ. If you're not walking out what the Bible says to do or the commandments that are in the Bible, how can I call myself a Christian if I love some people, but I don't love other people? Um, How can I call myself a Christian if I just love people, but I don't love God? You see, and the greatest commandment in the Bible is in the New Testament. It just says, love God, love others. So can you have one without the other? I, I mean, you could try. Uh, I don't think it'll be as effective because I, here's there are people in this world who drive us all crazy. You know, people that we work with, our parents, uh, sometimes our spouses, friends, or just people we don't agree with. And I think uh, if I just try to love those people under my own power, I'm never going to I'm never going to succeed at that. But if I do the first step, which is love God first, loving him will give me a heart for them. Um, So I think it goes hand in hand. I mean, am I a Christian all the time? I proclaim to be, but do I walk it out? Probably not always. Is that a better uh, explanation? Kind of. It almost sounds like we walk through this portal and then back. We're like, we're, Ooh, we're really on it today. And then we take a step back and, then we're lukewarm and we're out of the Christian. Uh, I think of uh, like Captain Doctor Strange gets the circle going and you walk through and you're Christian. If you step back through it, then you're not Christian because you're now today you're lukewarm. So do you go back and forth and today I'm a Christian, tomorrow I'm not a Christian, today I'm a Christian, tomorrow I'm not a Christian. I thought you were always a Christian once you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I'm always saved, but I may not be walking what he tells me to do. You know, I'm not, I'm a dad, no matter what I have two sons. Am I a good dad? Some days I am. Am I a bad dad? Some days I am, but it's not going to change the fact that I'm a dad. Uh, if I'm a follower of Christ, I've asked him in my heart and accept him as my Lord and savior. I'm always a Christian. Am I the best Christian? No. Um, I think lukewarm, I'm going to take it a step further. <sighs> we're all going to make mistakes. There's no way around it. You know, there's no Christian out there, big name, small name, old grandmas, new believers, whatever, who are not going to make a mistake, but it's how we move forward after that mistake. You know what I'm saying? It's how we move forward with God after making that mistake. That's why, that's why, uh, you know, David in the Bible did some heinous things and he killed people so he could have their wives and just not, not somebody you would want to call your friend. Let's just put it that way. Um, but he was always quick to repent. He was always quick to go back to God and say, you know what? I'm really sorry for this, for what I did. Um, and that's why even with all those things that he had done that were, that were not good, God said about him, he is a man after my own heart. And it's just like, if you just look at what David did, um, some of the negative things he did, you would just be like, man, God must be really pissed at that guy. (laughs) Cause uh, you know, he's doing some crazy stuff, but David was always quick to uh, repent when he knew he was wrong. And that's something that appealed to God. And here's what I'll say. We don't do that. Especially I feel like it's probably always something that's happened throughout history, but maybe more prevalent today because of all social media and all the different things we can give our attention to. Um, it's something we do less because we have more things to do. And if we can get back to a place where it's just like, I know this is not pleasing to God. Um, 
God, I'm sorry, you know, please help redirect my path, you know, show me the right way instead of the way I'm going. Um, I think God honors that. You know, I, I think you're, uh, yeah, you've hit on something there, at least as far as I'm concerned. It seems like no one today can say I'm sorry or that I'm wrong. Yeah. So when you watch the news and you see politicians screw up, yeah. When's the last time you saw someone step up and go, you know what? I was wrong. Uh, we actually need to do something else here. Yeah. No one will say that. No one's going to step up and say, I'm sorry, man. I blew it. I'm wrong. I mean, you hear it maybe so rarely, <clears throat> but how refreshing it is. And it must be refreshing to God, too, if someone would actually step up and go, you know what? I really pulled a bonehead yesterday. That was stupid. I'm, I was wrong. I'm sorry. Um, I won't do it again. You know. Yeah. Uh, I that know it must be still- nice to hear because I know it'd be nice for me if yeah. I heard people, and especially from your wife, from your kids, from your uh, neighbors, from city officials, your boss, your boss saying, "You know what? Uh, I was wrong. I'm sorry." You know they. They can't always have the right opinion or the right way to do things, but you'll never, rarely ever hear someone say what David would say, and that is, man, I really messed up, and I'm sorry, and that's that's so refreshing. So I kind of, I, I get it now. I, I kind of get it. Yeah. It helps me to, you know, I've had to do that with my teenagers where I've gotten onto them and probably probably was a little too, you know, took it too far and I uh, had to go back to them and apologize. And what's really neat about that is it's, it's very humbling to do because in the moment you think you're right, you're very passionate about being right. Um, but the apology speaks, you know, you know, speaks to their heart more than you trying to get onto them. If that makes any sense, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of showing that humbleness to say, Hey, I know I was wrong. Um, and I, I want you to forgive me for it or please forgive me for it. I know anybody who's ever done that to me, my respect level for them went way up. Right. I think, I think a true leader sees the issue and if the issue's them, they own it and keep moving forward. Um, but in society today, it doesn't matter how sorry you are. You're just done you shouldn't get a a second chance and um, to kind of divert, not divert. It's, it's along the same lines. We're doing this series in youth called canceled. And um, Ryan Jones actually did the uh, weekend before last Sunday in youth and talked about how, you know, no matter what you do, um, God's always going to accept you. He's never going to cancel you. And um, while he's preaching, you know, we already had the series kind of lined out of what we're going to talk about. Um, I was thinking about when Moses, like when God's talking to Moses and he tells him like, Hey, I want you to go before Pharaoh and tell him to let my people go. Moses instantly disqualified himself from, he's like, God, I'm not, I don't speak well. I don't, you know, who am I to go in front of this person? You know? And it it gave me this thought. It's just like Moses was canceling himself from the things that God, I mean, this big thing God was telling him to do. He wanted to like, God chose Moses to do this great big thing for him. And because of Moses's life or what he thought about himself or the way he spoke or 
his lack of being able to speak eloquently. Uh, he was disqualified and canceling himself from this, again, this big thing that God was calling him to do. Uh, and I think we do that in our lives as well, where it's just like, I'm not, I'm not a good enough leader to lead these people. Uh, nobody's going to listen to me when I talk. Nobody's going to uh, accept my apology. Nobody's going to, you know, follow me wherever I'm trying to go. Um, and I think it disqualifies a lot of us by kind of canceling ourselves out or canceling the plan that God has for us. And again, that's, you know, going in line with the chapter that we're talking about, that's serving leftovers. That's, you know, I, I'm not good enough to do this, but I'll do this. Um, that's not giving God your best. You know, I think giving God your best and and being on fire for God, if that's the term we want to use for this, um, is whatever you tell me to do, I'm going to do it, period. Uh, I don't care if I'm embarrassed. I don't care if I'm afraid. I'm anxious about it or I'm stressed about it. You're telling me to do it. So I have, I have to know that the outcome is going to be good because you're the one telling me to do it no matter how I feel. Um, and that's a good way to move forward, uh, especially in today's in today's culture and society. It's just there's never been a more important time for us to be so in tune with God and what he's telling us to do, because who knows what to say to everything that's going on in the world right now. And anybody who does step up and say something, it's usually the wrong thing, or there's a, a small sect of people who are going to disagree with them um, and, and want to shut them down. And again, if we're in tune with the Holy spirit and we're listening to what God's telling us to do, what he's telling us to say, uh, I think, I don't think we can go wrong. And another example I can give you on that is, um, the woman at the well that Jesus talked to. Uh, I made this point to somebody the other day is like, Jesus was so in tune with the Holy spirit. He knew exactly what was going on in this woman's life. Now that's not like uh, <laughs> psychic or anything. The Holy spirit's revealing these things to Jesus about this woman. Um, and here's the cool thing that didn't take all day. You know, he didn't have to plead with this woman all day. He spoke directly to her into what was going on in her life and how many guys she had slept with and the guy living with her now, Jesus points it out. And, you know, if you tried to do that in today's society, good luck, you know, but the Holy spirit's telling you to do it. Then by all means go for it. And, uh, Jesus did. And when he did completely radically transform this woman's life. And what did she do? She ran off to her town or her community or whatever and told everybody, uh, what Jesus had just done. And it was a powerful thing, but at the same time, uh, in today's culture and society, it's scary to speak against what people believe or what people are saying. Um, and again, uh, I want to, I want to give my best to God and my best to God is just listening to him and, and letting him guide me and lead me, uh, in every, uh, relationship conversation and so forth. So, I kind of went all over the place there, huh? Man. And I kept up with you. Sweet. I'm uh, writing a note to myself here. Hmm. So you said give God, uh, you said give, you know, give God our best, not the leftovers. Moses disqualifying himself. So maybe God demands our best. So what is our best? So I guess it doesn't mean wearing a suit on Sunday morning. No. It doesn't mean to look your best on Sunday morning. No. 
I'm going to, I just wrote this down. See what this, <clears throat> see if this um, jives with you. So I wrote down earlier, God demands our best, but what does that really mean? Uh, based on what he's told us to do. For example, Moses, go talk to Pharaoh. I can't talk to Pharaoh because I stutter. I have a speech impediment. I'm not good at public speaking. That was God's best. I want you to do that. Now, if God tells you to do that, that's the best way to go into it. Oh, let me write a letter. Oh, let me. Um, let me text instead of calling them. Yeah. Or yeah. let me just do anything other than what you actually told me to do. Those yeah. are all the leftovers. Yeah, exactly. The best is just if he says, I want you to go talk to Pharaoh. Well, then the best thing to do is just go talk to Pharaoh. Yeah. Even though you don't think that you can do it. And, well, and so we always discount God and, you know, poor God, you know, he has these ideas and then doesn't he know that I don't run very well? Why is he telling me to run? Why is he telling me to go publicly go get into public speaking when I stutter? Yeah. It's just, you know, let's just pat him on the hand and say, you know what? I'll just do it this way. And yeah. so when you start thinking that way, now you're, you're getting into leftover territory. Right. Um, how good does it feel when uh, Matt was growing up? Your son, Matt, I hope it's okay to say his name. Yeah. Um, when you said, hey, Matt, do this. And he's like, okay. I mean, how, I mean, that, when I tell my sons, hey, Grant, take out the trash. Okay. I don't know what it does to me, but it's just like, all right. You know, I, I want to bless this kid for doing this. You know, right. I want to, anything he, this kid asked me tonight, boom, we're going to do it. Um, but how much of a struggle is it when it's like, Grant, take out the trash. Oh, dad, I don't. Oh, come on. Can Harrison do it? Oh, I'm so tired. I just sat down. Uh, and you just can you I take out the trash. neighbor's trash? Why do I always have to take out our trash? You know? Yeah. It's just they want to do everything but what you're telling them to do. Just like yeah. you mentioned. Um, that's I the leftovers. That's the leftovers. So imagine how God feels when we just say, whatever you tell me, I'm going to do it. I'm not going to question it. I'm just going to move forward. Um, but do we always do that? No. I mean, I don't always do that. But every time I have, um, it's always been the right thing. And I think we need to have a good understanding of just anytime God tells you to do something big or small, you have the full backing of heaven. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? You have the full power of God. The universe. Yeah. Dude, I mean, you can, I mean, the Bible says you can literally move mountains. So it's just, we need to have that mindset when we go into a situation and we need to get out of the the what is it? The, the box of just like, this is all he's capable of doing because this is all my imagination or my mind um, can come can up with. Me. Yeah. can come up with, or, you know, imagine in this situation. I mean, he was going before the most important person in the land at the time, you know, in the world, the Pharaoh, I mean, you know, and he's going to demand something from him. And that would not be like, little either. Yeah. Hey, all the people who are making your thing run, I need them. Yeah. I'm going to take them. I need you to let them go. Um, oh, and by the way, it will be taking all the stuff along with it. Exactly. With and so I think when God, here's the thing, God's not going to just, you know, and God can do it every once. I'm not going to, I'm not going to limit him, but if your faith is small, I, I believe his requests will be small. 
at first. Does that make sense? Not, mm-hmm. not to say that he can't throw something big on you just to grow your faith, but God knows where we're at. And again, he's not going to ask us to do any, do anything we can't handle. So if it's just like, Hey, I want you to talk to your coworker about me. Is it going to be weird? A thousand percent. Yes. But again, and I've said this in group before, it's just like, if God tells you to speak to someone, don't you think for a second that he has not already prepared them for you to come share this with them? You know, he's not like a lot of behind the scenes work going on. Yeah. Yeah. He could, I mean, this person could be at the end of their rope and you could save their life by sharing like what Jesus has done for them or what God has done for them or how much God loves them. Um, and, and just to tell myself, I don't do well with it, you know, because I'm the older I get, the more introverted I get, the more, uh, the less I want to talk to people or be around a lot of people. And I know that sounds horrible, but it's just like, I have my family, I have my people. I have raised my sons to the point where I like hanging out with them, you know? Um, right. Hey, hang on a second. Cool. Is there somebody? Yeah. There's some, they're putting in a new water heater at the church. <clears throat> Can you tell them to stop for like 10 minutes or something? I wish. Well, go out there and do going it. Going on all day, all day. Yeah. What if I just do it? <laughs> it's not going to help. Do it. Just say, hey, guys, take a break. 10 minutes. I'm, I'm recording in here. They just got back. Come on. Grow a pair. Hit the wall. Do you want? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Can't you edit it out with some nice music? <laughs> yeah. I'll really do my best. It just off. sounds like you're farting as you're talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, where were we? So, uh, where were we? When God um, tells you to do something, just do it, knowing that He's going to handle all the the logistical details and issues. It's like sending, you know. I want you to put right here on the screen, like right here. Where is it? Right there. Can you hear the? There's there's plumbing going on, and then point at that wall. Yeah, yeah. I'll do it because there's literally nowhere else I can go, Scott. Oh, okay. I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> um. Uh. So yeah, you know, there's. Uh, God's got to have the greatest sense of humor ever, you know. Uh, when he says, I've cho- chosen the foolish things to confound the wise. So when he sends Porky Pig up to the Pharaoh and says, let my people go, that's hilarious. This guy can't speak to save his life. And yeah. yet, not only can he not speak, but he's asking for something that is absolutely outside the realm of anything yeah. that the Pharaoh would even consider. And yet... That's that was God's best. And it just makes for a great story. Yeah. God never, (laughs) there's never, there's never like an easy request. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It's just like, I could, I could walk out of this. So just, just so everybody knows, Matt and I are dealing with uh, somebody is drilling on literally on the other side of which wall, this wall, this wall right there. So all this that you're hearing, they're installing some kind of a water heater or something. And uh, hang on a second. I guess I could call Pastor Scott and see if he'd go back over there and tell him to shut 
cooler heels for 10 minutes. I think he's coming back from Romania. Oh, okay. Sounds you like want me to quiet. try another one? No, it's all quiet now. Okay. Yeah, start talking. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so anyway, so we're dealing with this uh, sound, and so please forgive us. I mean, it's it's the best that we can do. It's the best that we can do right now. So, we're doing yes. our best. Okay, there you go. You know, this reminds me. I was at the dealership and I needed a key made and the guy, and it was like four 50 in the afternoon. They're going to close at five, whatever. <clears throat> and I said, he said, I don't have that key fob here. I was like, oh, okay. I said, does any other dealership, is there somebody you can call in Tulsa, another Ford dealership and see if they have a key fob. And uh, he just kind of looks down and he is not wanting to make this call. And he goes, well, I'll do my best. And I thought, that's all I want you to do. Just do your, was there an option? Is there a, well, I'll do, I'll give it 50, I'll get a 50% of my effort. Or What would you have done if he said like, I'll try 20%. Exactly. (laughs) Instead, he thinks that, well, (sighs) I'll do my best. Like that was the worst thing that he could say, you know, like really trying to discourage me. And I'm thinking to myself, that's all I want. Just do your best. Whatever that is. I don't know. It's so hilarious. What if we just responded to God when he asked us to do something and we're there, we know there's something to do and we were just real and just like, God, you know, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to do that. I don't think. Uh, how about, how about, um, I mean, it made it into the Bible. Moses basically argued with God, argued with him. I'm not mm-hmm. good enough. Why are you even telling me this? Like, this is, and you can look back on other stories too, like Jonah. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I want you to go save the people in Nineveh. I don't want to save them. Why? Because I don't like them. I want you to judge them, you know, Mm -hmm. and God being so patient and kind, is just, you know, walking us through these processes or walking us through this relationship with him, where it's just like, he wants us to see again, it goes back to loving him first, loving others second, because you can't do the second one unless you've done the first one. So God's so God's so real, you know. Another one is an example is David. So 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 they're carrying this ark. They got this huge train. I mean, miles of people walking. They're carrying the ark in front of everybody, you know, and they stop every like seven feet and do a ritual, and then go another seven feet and do a ritual, you know. And someone trips, and the ark tilts, and some guy. Re- runs up against it to keep it from falling, which sounds like a that, that guy's great. That would have been me. And 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 God just boom kills him. And David got so mad. Yeah. I said, why did you do that? What were you thinking? You know, the guy was trying to save your ark. And uh so anyway, I think we don't think that we can talk to God and that sometimes <clears throat> If we don't understand, we don't have the right to push back. But I think he's looking for someone to push back because he he wants that 
he that wants. Is a, that is an excellent, excellent point. And here's why, because I have a 17 year old son, Harrison, who's a senior in high school. Um, and at times, like he doesn't show his emotions. And so it does not bother me one degree that he gets upset sometimes and pushes back on me. I actually like it because I'm just like, okay, good. He's got it. He's got, he's got some in life him. in him. Yeah. Yeah. And he's not going to let people push him around. Um, yeah. I think God's looking for people like that. People who are just like, God, why are you doing it? Because the other thing is too, you, have you ever talked to a married couple who says some stupid crap? Like, Oh, we never fight ever. Yeah. Then I'm like, then I you're, don't, you're give not me married. Advice. Don't give me advice then because your marriage <laughs> yeah. is doomed. I want yeah. somebody who's been in a knockdown, drag out, like you're wrong. No, you're wrong. And then learn how to resolve that situation. I think friction and, and you know, um, iron sharpening iron. It's not a, it's not a neat, nice process. It's causes sparks. And I, and I'm not saying we disrespect God, but I think it's okay to question God. I think it's okay to do that because you're going to find more out or find out more about him. Uh, which is a healthy thing. That's interesting. That's so interesting because all of, all of life is about struggle and about resistance and mm-hmm. about uh, friction. Um, and if you don't have any of that in your relationship with your wife or with your kids or with yeah. God, I'm not saying you're fighting all the time, but I'm saying yeah. most, most times everything's okay, but sometimes Sometimes you need to pick up the weights. Sometimes you need to um, have some, I don't know if I'll put this in there or not, but the front of my lower jaw right here, the gum line, I was really irritated. I was at the dentist and he says, the thing that you need to do is take your toothbrush and rub against the gum line and irritate the gums. And it stimulates the gums and 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 makes them want to <clears throat> makes them want to grow and develop and and not recede so much. Yeah, I'm not I'm not saying that all right, but anyway, I, I just feel saying. I feel like, I feel it's interesting that when you the things that'll help us the most are usually the are a lot of times the things that uh, we, we we've got to come up against something or we've got to. Weightlifting, well, same thing. You I mean, know. God doesn't want robots. Right. You know, he doesn't want people. It's just like, you know, whatever. I mean, I don't want robots as kids. I don't want my wife to be a robot that if I say something, whatever you tell me, I will do it. You know, it's why? Why do you want me to do that? Well, I'm trying to show you that if you do this, it's going to be better for you in the long run, you know? And um, yeah, no, I mean, I don't want my wife to come to me and be like, I love you because I'm supposed to. No, See, I it says say, it right I, here in the book. I love you because I know you. I love you because I talk to you and, you know, I share my heart with you. And um, uh, one of the instances I gave last Monday was if my kids just came in and gave me a nod to say hello and then a nod when they said, you know, goodbye and there was nothing in between. What kind of relationship was that? You know, but mm-hmm. we do that with God where it's just like, hey, God, bless my day. Hope everything goes well. Keep me safe. And then we go to bed. God, thanks for today, blah, blah, blah. And then we go to bed. Like it's uh, something on our checklist. But what if it's just like in the middle that if my kids come to me and say, dad, I am struggling. There is this person that's driving me crazy or I'm afraid that I'm going to do this or I'm afraid that this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gives us a chance to like really dig in 
and um, causes me to challenge them. They've challenged me, you know, Lars challenged me. I've challenged Laura and it's, it's a, it's a healthy process. It develops um, trust between the develops two. Develops trust hundred percent because uh, I want God to be able to look to look at me and be like, I can tell him to do anything and he'll do it. He won't just be like, yes, whatever you tell me, you know, what, I don't want to be a follower of Christ like that. I want people to see, like, I struggle. I struggle with what God wants me to do. Am I happy all the time? No, I'm not happy all the time. Am I super Christian all the time? No, that's completely impossible for me because it just wears me out to put on a show for people. And I just want to be real and authentic. I want to be who God created me to be. And when he asked me to do something, why God, like, why do you want me to do that? You know, or I think it's okay to question is what I'm trying to say, because he'll explain it. He's not going to, he's not going to just leave me hanging. I say, explain it for those of you who are listening. um, He's going to reveal it to me. I don't hear him audibly saying like, well, here's step one, Matt, here's what I want you to do. And here's 30 more steps after it's just a knowing that this is the direction I need to go. This is the direction I need to go in my relationship with my wife and the relationship with my kids and as a leader, as a pastor, as this, as that. And here's the thing we've got to be aware of too. It may not look, I I need everybody to hear me when I say this, it may not look glamorous to everyone around you either. And not everybody's going to agree with what, you know, God is telling you to do. But I'll tell you this, you better listen to what he's telling you to do rather than their opinions of what they think you should do. Um, because there's no quicker way to get lost than to listen to other people's opinions about you and, and what they think is more important for you. It's it ha- like that's kind of going back to the what I read earlier. God wants all or nothing. And, and I think that's part of the all. It's just like whatever he tells me I'm doing, whatever you tell me is secondary, you know, and that that. This may this may uh, be weird to some people, but that's over my wife. That's over my kids or over friends that are like giving me life advice. You know, mm. hopefully people know, like before I came to you, I was praying about this and I've already talked to God about this. And here's how I'm feeling. He wants me to go. What do you think? You know, I like it. That's great. So the bottom line is, what's the main what's the bottom line of this chapter? Why do you always ask tough questions? Huh? Why do you always ask these really like deep philosophical, like what, (laughs) Matt, what is the Holy Spirit telling you to say next? (laughs) I don't know, man. I think God, I I think the bottom line is God's demanding that we do our best and and to do our best. I think you just said it earlier. uh, Do what he tells you to do. Even if you don't feel like that's the best, because get over yourself. It is the best. Don't listen to anybody else because that's all the leftovers, you know, your works are as filthy rags or whatever. So you just said a while ago, don't go, don't go listening to everybody else about what you should do. If God told you to do something else, because then all of their opinions and uh, thoughts and manipulation are, it's just like a bunch of filthy rags on your desk. You know, there is they're useless. It's, it's, it's worthless. Yeah. And just a word of encouragement. It's not always, um, sometimes it's lonely when, uh, you know, God's leading you in a direction that nobody else can see. Uh, I mean, hopefully that's encouraging to someone because <laughs> you're going to be lonely, really lonely. No, no. What I mean by that is just like, you know, when you have an idea or you feel like God's telling you to do something, you want everybody to be on board with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but maybe he's calling you to do something that only 
he wants you to be able to see right now. And it may not make sense to other people because they don't have the, uh, the, the vision, vision. Mm-hmm. that he's given you. And, and that's okay. But I think the thing to remember is you're never alone when you're going through that. Uh, and maybe when you do feel alone, that's when you need to press into God even more and pray more and read more of his word, because, you know, you need answers that nobody in this world could give you no, no book can give you, um, and, and again, it's just being pressed into what he what he has for you compared to what others want for you. Matt Clark, ladies and gentlemen, this has uh, been a good uh, been a good discussion. Man, it's been a great discussion. Actually, I feel so much better about this. <clears throat> I did not like this chapter and I was not really revved up to talk about this chapter. But now that we have talked through it a little bit here i really have a whole new perspective on what this means so about the don't give god your leftovers uh don't give god give him your best and to give him your best is to just give what he's asked you to give him and you know (laughs) are you checking your phone put your phone down put your phone down Uh oh oh i was looking ahead to chapter six what it was called and it's when you're in love and guess what? Um, it's one of my favorite topics to talk about because it uh, it's, it annoys me more than anything when <laughs> <laughs> people fall in love. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, especially to us. You hang up. Guys. No, you hang up. No, you so, hang up. How many years have you been married, Scott? 29. Okay. I've been married 20 years in June, so we're close. So um, I don't know about you, but when there's newlyweds around, I'm just like, ugh. <laughs> I mean, anyway, yeah. we'll talk about it next week. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. A little like, teaser there. Yeah. It's gross. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, do you mind giving out your email? How come you don't ever check your email addresses? I your email it. address. I never I check your, how come you never check your email? I do check it. Okay. So I sent you an invite for today's podcast and you didn't it's accept free. it. You didn't accept any of them. I thought it was just to let me know, like, what is it? There's an, ex- there, 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 there's a, an accept, yeah, there's a yes or no, or maybe. And I never know if you're going to show up or not. Do I show up here? Yes. <sighs> so I have to cut all this out. I'm just making my work harder for me. No, this is good. This is the stuff you need to leave in. <laughs> okay. Like when you told me it sounded like I was farting. <laughs> Oh man. But yeah, I feel much better about this chapter. Not that that matters, but I, I honestly, honestly, uh, I feel like a switch was flipped as you were discussing this chapter and kind of explaining um, the chapter. So the chapter is don't give your leftovers to God. It's from the book crazy love by Francis Chan. Um, we're on chapter, we did chapter five today. We'll be going through chapter, uh, I don't know how many chapters are in here, but, uh, we'll keep going. And, and so all of you all out there listening, watching, you're on your commute, you're out in the oil field somewhere, you're driving to a lease or you're jogging, you're on a treadmill. You like the oil field one. You always mention that one. I do. I have a soft spot in my heart for oil, oil field yeah. workers. Yeah. yeah. Hey, man, they're the ones that keep America rolling. 
America. 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 All right, Matt. Uh, as always, stimulating conversation. I think I got a lot out of it. I don't know if anybody else did, but. What does it matter? If, <laughs> I'm just going to keep it, making you have to edit. <laughs> Sorry. If. If you have any questions or uh, we talked about something and you want to comment, please do so. Scott at scotttownsend.info. You can comment on the comments section on the YouTube channel, the Scott Townsend Show, or um, on the podcast, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And uh, That's something I would like to see more people do is comment on the YouTube channel because it'd be fun to have some rebuttal. It would be actually, yeah, somebody for all of the scaredy cats out there. um, Leave a comment. If you don't agree, it's okay to not agree. Um, We're big boys. We can handle it. As long as you're polite, as long as, you know, the comments are nice and yeah, yeah, but yeah, I'm I'm totally with (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I would like to hear comments. If you agreed, disagreed, or have another slant on what we were talking about, be good to yeah. good to do that. Be sure and subscribe to the YouTube channel, the Scott Townsend Show. Like, subscribe, also with the podcasts. And you know, if you want to help us uh, fund this podcast, I'm using the BuyMeACoffee.com. I think it's BuyMeACoffee.com forward slash Scott Townsend, and uh, you can make a donation that way. So. All right, Matt. Coffee, if you do that. <clears throat> no, so there's like a five, a ten, a fifteen, or a twenty. Gotcha. And they, you just get five dollars or ten dollars or whatever. They send it to okay. <clears throat> but uh, all right, well, we'll see you next week. See ya. So for Matt Clark, this is Scott Townsend. Thanks for watching, listening to the Scott Townsend Show. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you later. Scott Townsend Show is a Deedso Man production. For more episodes, visit the Scott Townsend Show YouTube channel, listen on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. The Scott Townsend Show.